Hi, my name is Shirley Bilson, and I'm your host for the Revelation podcast. This podcast is about reinvention, courageous goal setting, and inclusive thinking for results. It's a mix of personal journey, reinvention stories, strategies, and exploring the critical role of what goes on between your ears, taking a conscious look at unconscious thinking. Always remember, if you jump in deep enough, you don't have time to be scared. Hello, this is Shirley Bilson, and this is the audiobook of Success Reframe, Six Steps to Six Figures in Superman Tights. You can get it on Amazon, and it was written and published in 2013. Full copyright applies. Forward. I qualified as a solutions-focused hypnotherapist in 2006. I was told to set my fees at £55 per hour. The last time I charged anyone by the hour was in 2012, and I had increased my fees to £90 for half an hour. Apart from a handful of Harley Street hypnotherapists, I was charging way above the norm. By the time I changed the whole structure of my business and stopped charging by the hour, I was horrified to discover that newly qualified hypnotherapy graduates and experienced hypnotherapists alike were charging the same or less when I had qualified six years prior. I saw many who were either struggling to make a full-time business or trading overwhelm for success. Whatever evidence you are using to convince yourself that you have no choice in this, I hope that by the time you finish this book, you will see that it is possible to choose the hours you work, the clients you work with, and the money you make. Chapter one, the pre-frame, great expectations. This book is for you. If you are achieving some success and want to step up to another level, but have so many creative ideas for expansion that it is hard to keep track of them or follow any through to completion without being sidetracked by more. This book is for you. If you are achieving some success, but feel too overwhelmed to fully implement all of the ideas you have for sustainable growth. This book is for you. If you are not achieving the success you want, and you know that it's possible if you could only get some help with the key steps. This book may challenge your perceptions of what you believe is possible. It will challenge you to think about your business differently, to think about money differently, and to think about yourself differently. This book is not a magic pill, but it does lift the lid on marketing and business building practices that work equally well for the hypnotherapist entrepreneur, the healer, or the coach who wants to build a business based on integrity and authenticity. You are about to benefit from the tens of thousands of pounds I have invested in seeking out answers from my mistakes and my successes, my heartbreak and my celebration. I was a disillusioned businesswoman and marketing specialist out of integrity with myself. In 2006, I became a hypnotherapist and thought I had discovered Nirvana. In the seven years that followed, I had to reevaluate everything I thought I knew about myself, business, money, marketing, 
and hypnotherapy. I have come full circle to rediscover myself as a gifted hypnotherapist and mentor with marketing expertise, uniquely placed to support others to achieve their own dreams of success without compromising their ideals. I'd like you to join me on a journey to meet the bigger, bolder, richer version of you and your business. You can do this. In the pages of the book, I share each of the step-by-step how-to processes I share with my private clients. I also explode many of the myths that might be presenting stumbling blocks to your belief that you can succeed at creating a financially successful and emotionally rewarding business. I want you to remember on every page that you can do this. You do not have to be someone different, someone in a different life, someone with more luck, someone with more expertise. You just have to be you. Think of your own clients for a moment. Or if you are completely new, think of your prospective clients. You hold them as powerful and capable of the change they doubt. You help them see new possibility. Let go of the fear that holds them back and you believe in them when they don't believe in themselves. Even though they may say they have become a new person, you know they have simply become more of the person who was already there, freed from doubt and anxiety liberated to explore their ambitions and dreams, even if it is only to walk to the end of the road without checking 28 times that the front door is locked. You make more possible by simply opening a door for your clients to step through, a door into a space where they can find themselves, discover they are powerful and make astonishing change. I am opening just such a door for you in the pages of this book. Whatever your background, your education, your level of success, or the reality you currently hold, more is possible for you. Much more. You just have to be willing to step in and commit to take action with an open mind. Remember... If the answer to what you seek, greater success, financial stability, freedom, ease, were in your current version of what you believe is possible for you, you would have achieved it by now. The lack of it says you need help to reframe your sense of what is possible, to move past fear and doubt, scatter and overwhelm, and to create the life and business that is possible for you. It starts here. It starts today. The belief I hold for you on every page is this. You are powerful. You are extraordinary. You are capable. Welcome. Hobby or business, my story. Some of you might wonder if what you chose to do as a living has become more of a hobby. Sometimes even the people closest to you might say as much. 
perhaps you are busy seeing lots of clients and feeling great about it, if only you could free up some time to consistently channel some of the many creative ideas you have for expanding your business. Maybe you have a habit of enthusiastically diving into an exciting new project, but never quite completing it before another one catches your attention. And off you go again. Bright shiny syndrome. I have been in each of the above categories at one time or another. I have struggled to make ends meet. And though feedback from clients was great, praise and a warm glow weren't currency I could pay my bills with. There was one year I made a figure just shy of £50,000, and I thought I was on the verge of having cracked it. Then I spent a lot of time and energy trying to figure out how to capitalise on that success and create passive income so that I could relax and enjoy the success I was having, plus have a retirement to look forward to. I created my own online programme for people with eating disorders after I appeared on TV in a documentary on the subject. It was called Ditch the Binge, and those who signed up for it loved it. But it wasn't the sit on the beach and count the money kind of passive income the internet marketers promised. I thought that niche was the way to go. It was, but I didn't have all the pieces of the jigsaw I needed to make it, make it a success back then. It was a lot of work at my desk for not a lot of income. I updated my website often, wrote articles and blogs, created leaflets and business cards, joined networking groups, spoke at workshops and conferences, some paid, some free, made videos and audios, signed up for internet marketing programs, free webinars and every kind of free download you can imagine. I had been unwittingly sucked into the belief that online was the answer. And that as long as I could get high enough in the search engines using clever tools and techniques, I would get the traffic that would bring me the business and the income for a very low investment. Not true. I was doing lots of the right things, but it was a bit like having all the ingredients for a recipe but no idea what the right amounts were or when they should be added. Fortunately, my experience that involved a lot of mistakes, a lot of money and a lot of tears has thankfully led me to the place where I can now write this book. In my very first year of adopting a fresh business model and a fresh perspective on what was possible, the model I lay out for you here, I achieved my first five-figure month ever. I share my entire system with you in the pages that follow. Satisfying an ambition. We are all motivated differently, but we all have ambition. Even if our dashed dreams force us to deny it, even to ourselves. The ambition perhaps is to be your own boss without the need to follow someone else's rules or to make enough money to change your own or your family's lives or to help change the world, to, to do work with meaning, to feel like you are really contributing to life and the universe or to feel fulfilled and rewarded with the joy of seeing the transformations you got to play a part in creating 
and to get paid for doing it. Or perhaps you see the potential for building a real business, perhaps with a grand plan that includes authorship, workshops, and lucrative niche corporate clients, or maybe forays into the online space with an online shop, hypnosis, MP3, CDs, or iPhone apps. Something to prove. Maybe you always dreamed of working for yourself and wanted to prove to yourself or to others that you could do this, that you could step off of the corporate treadmill or pick yourself up after redundancy or child rearing or sickness or simply step out from someone else's shadow and transform yourself, your life and your income in one fulfilling monumental step. leaving corporate stress behind. The prospect of answering to no one or working from home may have lured you. Maybe you thought it would be pressure free. Perhaps you thought you had traded the stresses and worries of ordinary working life for this new career as a fully qualified hypnotherapist or coach. Projected income seems good. At the outset, it all looked great. You worked out the hourly rate, figured in a reasonable number of client hours per week and thought that would do nicely. Perhaps you factored in that it would evolve with time so you didn't worry if it grew slowly to begin with. And you didn't invest too much. You might have convinced yourself that slow growth was the sensible, safe way to go, meaning no investment but steady gains. The sad facts are that this work you love can indeed begin to look a lot like a hobby. The costs of advertising to get more clients, paying clinic session fees, investing in more and more CPD and additional qualifications in an effort to get more clients, almost outweigh the income you get from the unpredictable drift of weekly clients. Even if you are earning what you think is great money, the moment you stop, so does the money. It's frustrating because when you do the maths at the beginning, it all looks so easy. A healthy hourly rate and no more than 10 to 15 clients per week seems reasonable. Whatever your old job used to pay, the projected income could provide a healthy contribution to household bills which would mean you could hold your head up high, have enough money to live on and enough time to enjoy it. The trouble is, however good you are, you are dependent on how many hourly paid clients turn up each week and how healthy and fit you remain. And that is unpredictable, scarily unpredictable. There's an absolute ceiling on your income when you work to the hourly paid practice model with no effective provision for sickness, time out or effective retirement planning. Even when you are successful, unless you have a master plan for how to generate income when the clients stop, the profession is not setting you up for future financial success and security. 
Once you factor in no-shows and late cancellations, what started out looking like a good week can end up with a handful of clients drifting in at opposite ends of a day. With you reorganising your notes and preparing for more clients who don't turn up or spending more on coffee and snacks in the breaks between. You either aren't earning enough or you are in fear of not earning enough and the stress is in danger of leaking into your client work, making it less successful, less satisfying, and creating the downward spiral of anxiety you know all too well because you explain it often to your clients. Or, you are so busy seeing clients and travelling between clinics that you can't find the time to build the passive income that will give you more freedom, even though you are brimming with ideas to make that happen. This was the position I found myself in. I was seeing around 10 to 15 clients per week in three clinics, one of which was an hour's drive away, and I was responsible for the lease on the building too. I didn't live in a big house, I didn't have lots of assets, and I didn't have any pension provision. So for me, It was never going to be enough. When I was seeing enough clients, I didn't have time to focus on building other income streams. And when I wasn't seeing enough clients, I didn't believe I had the finances to risk and make other options possible for me. Eventually, on my 50th birthday, I reached a point where I would rather risk failing than end my days wondering why I hadn't made it when deep down I knew I was capable of more. There's something about turning 50 that makes thoughts turn to replaying the first half of your life and imagining the final outcome of the second half. Dying with a little more debt, but knowing I had given it my best shot seemed infinitely preferable to wondering what might have been. I wasn't married to someone well off had no savings or comfortable divorce settlement. I had nothing to look forward to in retirement unless I could create it for myself. And I had to do it now while there was still time to achieve it and enjoy it. I finally made a big scary decision about my business and took full responsibility for creating something awesome something that really expressed me and what I was capable of and something that supported me rather than me or someone else supporting it. I had to make more and create something bigger. And I was driven to find out how, not just for myself, but for the legacy I was creating for my son. I just couldn't remain in integrity with myself or him if I urged him to follow his dreams, to believe that anything was possible, if only he stayed focused and committed if I didn't act on that assertion myself. Creating a legacy of power. Do you ever want more for your children, for your partner, for friends? Do you ever get frustrated when you witness those closest to you overlooking or underestimating their own talents and failing to follow their dreams for lack of confidence or fear of failure? Do you ever get overwhelmed with so many ideas 
that never come to fruition because you just can't figure out what to do first. Or you chase down lots of avenues, never quite reaching it to the end before something new and exciting takes you off down another path. We cannot change others. We can only change ourselves. But in changing ourselves, we create the possibility that people around us will change too. Every one of us has the potential to create possibility for others, whether we do it knowingly or not. I firmly believe the following. We are the architects and creators of our own experience. The creation of that experience depends on what we believe. What we believe is largely influenced by the role models in our lives and what they do. What we do or don't do lays down subconscious patterns for future generations. We cannot tell them what to do or who to be, but in my opinion, if you truly want your children to follow a path of expansion and possibility of focus and implementation, you will have a better chance of that being the case if you are prepared to practice what you preach and model it for them. My own path to success was paved by a desire for my son to see his brilliance, to believe that he was good enough to do anything, be anybody and go anywhere. Like most parents, I wanted him to be happy and free, the master of his own destiny. However, the older he got, the more hollow my sentiments seemed. As I witnessed his own self-doubt and wavering confidence with frustration, I realised it was no good me remonstrating with him, advising him to trust his intuition, to focus on what he wanted and to take action on achieving it. I would have to confront my own fears, my own self-doubt, and go out and prove that what I was saying was true. Of course, I cannot determine what he chooses or whether he follows my path or another. But I can be confident that I have done everything in my power to model what is possible. Exercise, the real cost of getting a client. There are all kinds of ways of learning from your figures. And if you are serious about your business and intend that this is not a hobby, you need to get familiar with them. You must understand what they reveal and allow that to feed into your decision-making. Most hypnotherapists and coaches have no idea what their returns on investment are or even what their numbers are. So here's a simple way you can start to get familiar with that. One, add up how many clients you have seen in the past year. Not the number of client hours, but the number of clients. Two, Add up all your costs, advertising, CPD, supervision, training, clinic costs. If you work from home, don't assume this is cost-free. Factor in heating, lighting, phone, etc. Three, add up your total client income. Divide the answer to number two, which was adding up all your costs, by the answer to one, which is how many clients you've seen in the past year. This is the average cost of getting a client. 
Say the amount spent on costs was £10,000 and the number of clients was 50. This means the average cost of getting a client is £10,000 divided by 50 equals £200. Now divide the answer to 3 by the answer to 1. This is the average revenue generated by a client. Say the total income generated is £12,500. This means the average revenue generated by a client is £12,500 divided by 50 equals £250. If you only look at the total costs and the total revenue, you might panic. Decide that this is proving to be just a hobby and start frantically looking for jobs or spend even more money trying to get more clients. However, truly examining the detail in the figures reveals that there are other options. If, for example, you were able to see each client on average for more sessions, the costs would stay the same, the number of clients would stay the same, but the income would increase. And how often do clients actually benefit from more sessions? The thing is, this kind of work also asks you to confront your own belief systems and personal challenges around money and around client relationships, like feeling confident and powerful enough to advise a client who needs more to commit to more without assuming they can't afford it, they won't like you, blah, blah. The question is, do you want a fulfilling, successful business built on reputation and trust that enhances your own personal development on the way? Or do you want an expensive hobby? End of chapter one.